surfs up at Gotham Point. That's right, Joker. I've been challenging you to the surfing title. Through my latest invention, the surfing experience and ability transferometer, all your surfing know-how will be drained out of you and transferred to me. Some joker drained everything I know about surfing and all my ability with a gizmo called a surfing experience and ability transferometer. Watch here suppose this up, Buzzy. The surf, Duke. Welcome to Surf Kings of Gotham, the only podcast we're aware of that bask in the warm technicolor glow of sitcom vigilanteism, which is Batman 66. I'm your host, Kyle. And I'm your other host, Brady. Today, we're watching Season 2, Episode 15, The Devil's Fingers. I promise it's not as dirty as it sounds. This one was directed by Larry Pierce. And written by Lorenzo Semple Jr., original air date October 26, 1966. Our special guest villains are Chandel and Harry, both played by Liberace, who really dolls up the camp in this episode. And our one-sentence Wikipedia summary is, While the dynamic duo are temporarily away, the musician Chandel plans to marry Aunt Harriet as part of his scheme to steal the Wayne fortune to pay off a debt owed to his criminal twin brother, Harry. All right. Oh, my. Start with this one. You know, it's a good episode when we start off by going, all right, and, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, I mean, we begin on a peaceful evening at Wayne Manor, which... I always like. It's actually nighttime for once, as opposed to midday. Yeah, but we jump right into it, and Chandel is rehearsing with Aunt Harriet. She's going to sing a song at a big big benefit concert at Gotham Town Hall. Yeah, so basically what that event's going to be is, so noted musician Chandel, who you might have heard of, and some lady are here to perform a song. Yeah. Thankfully, she doesn't sing. We don't hear her sing at all in this in this episode, which is probably for the best. My primary thought through this whole episode was people didn't get that Liberace was gay. Uh, well, Liberace sure got it. Oh, no, I know. But <laughs> I'm sure Cesar Romero did too. But I'm like, I was watching this yeah. thinking people just thought he was, quote, a little strange. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, like he's a he's a ladies man for sure. Uh they managed to make it look like he doesn't know how to play the piano here during this bit. It was just exaggerated, like obviously wasn't touching the keys. And yeah. I thought that was nice. It comes up later. It's a nice turn. It's like a it's foreshadowing, it's well done. Uh so they're they're playing a, a Scottish tune here. Uh, and all of a sudden, three ladies show up in the window or in the patio doors and enter uh, playing bagpipes. I had a note before that, though, that they start with a Scottish tune and Alfred, an Englishman, reflects on his youth. And then and Harry gets like, I can just see the so-and-sos coming down the steps. 
what are you talking about? Yeah, they were very, it was it was a touching piece, obviously. Yeah, it caused them both to hallucinate. <laughs> Basically, uh, which kind of fits in with this. They thought they were hallucinating these, these bagpipe ladies, uh, and they say they're ghosts. Yeah, and... based on nothing, but okay. Yeah, and they're going to steal the, they're like, hand over your jewelry. Uh, important to note, uh, the, the one lady, the, the main lady, is trying to sound Scottish, I think. Uh, it's not well done. And I, <laughs> it's, it gets worse with every word she says. But she rolls her R's a few times. She's really, really trying to, really trying to be a Scottish ghost. Yeah, and the best acting in this whole scene, though, is Alfred when they blow their pipe at him. And he like has a violent seizure and like falls to the floor. <laughs> yeah. like, man, Alan Napier really sold this. He did. Uh, because they're playing a bagpipe note that apparently makes some people pass out and other people just like cover their ears. It's like a brown note. <laughs> it, causes yeah. to, <laughs> it causes you to have problems. Because Shandell just like passes out on his on his piano here. Uh, Harriet just kind of like slumps over and holds her ears really tight. Uh, but that's it. Those ladies steal the jewelry and whatever. Harriet's like, well, I'm going to call the police. Some behind the scenes Surf King info here. Um, I texted Brady during this and was like, this is off to a stupid start. But then the next scene happens. Yeah, they really, really played up because we like to talk here on Surf Kings of Gotham about how inept the police are and make you know what would happen if Batman and Robin weren't around uh, and we get to find that out and it's even worse than we could have imagined <laughs> I was like, like oh god what's going to be the point of this episode I did not foresee Bruce and Dick are on vacation and Gotham City is going to collapse into rubble <laughs> Just, uh, 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 yeah, like worse than we ever could have imagined. Like we've got pretty good imaginations when it comes to creating our own like headcanon and, you know, what if type of situations here. But, I absolutely love this. Like, oh. and here it's like, oh, what's going to happen? How could this have come about? Oh, and, and Mr. Gordon is like looking off into space. I can't even talk. He's looking off into space with a smile on his face like, oh, I think I know what will happen. A certain dynamic duo may come along. And he's so proud of himself for knowing Batman and Robin. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's mentioned here. So the police show up and they're investigating this crime, which in their mind, they're not really going to investigate. They're just going to find out what they're supposed to tell Batman and Robin when they show up. That's their Gordon plan. Gordon here are just beyond smug about the fact they're going to call Batman. They're both just so proud of themselves. Yeah. Well, this is beyond our ability, but no worries. I know I know the solution. I believe it's spelled Cape Crusaders. Yeah. So this so is Gordon where it's revealed. Too. Good. This is where it's revealed that uh, Bruce is out hunting with the Millionaire's Hunting Club. And Dick is on a school holiday somewhere. So they're gone. And again, very smugly, uh, as you mentioned, Commissioner Gordon says, well, I think we don't need to bother them. We'll just have this wrapped up before they even get home. 
with a couple of guys I like to call the Caped Crusaders. Yeah. Uh, Alfred is in the background here. They cut to him quickly. He sees where this is going. So undercover butler, like, ninjas out of the room here. He's just like, whoopsie doodle, and he, like, sneaks off because he knows they're they're fixing the call. Yeah. <laughs> they're about to shit their pants. Yeah. And so he picks up the regular phone, obviously, and calls police headquarters and patch me through to the hotline. I need to call Batman. Uh, so, and his reaction here is amazing. It's one of the best things I've ever seen. So Alfred did manage to, again, undercover butler snuck off to answer the phone because, again, knows where this is going. He's like, uh, unfortunately, sir, they're not available. Uh, Batman's on one of his uh, rare holidays. And Gordon's reaction is just like, uh, oh, no. They could have ended the episode there. It they should be one have. of the series highlights. Yeah. Uh, and I actually paused it to take notes here. And then I, I should have screenshotted it. Because I screenshotted it, was a... it. I screenshotted yeah. it. I'll send it to you. The the perfect Gordon just oh no and O'Hara's dumbfounded. Gordon is <laughs> devastated. And it was the best, it was just the perfect summing up of what would happen in Gotham City with no Batman and Robin. O'Hara's like, sure, and there's gonna be a purge now, Commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> and there there pretty much is. Uh, and they call it uh, Again, they determine we're going to have to do the unthinkable. Solve a case ourselves. <laughs> and that's what I wrote down. So that's how they're going to stretch an hour out of this shit. I was <laughs> so hoping that Batman Robin would be gone for the entire two-part episode and come back at the end and be like, oh, so things wrapped up nicely, eh? Yeah. Meanwhile, no. Gordon can be I'm like... I had my officers shoot at least 200 people. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is Gotham City in a different spot than it was? It'd be like that episode of The Simpsons where they bury all the garbage and then they just pick up the town and move it a mile as they're... Okay, our town's in a new spot now. I feel like that's what they would do with Gotham City if Batman and Robin were gone for a weekend. Next episode, it's they're driving out of the Batcave that says Gotham City 28 miles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so that's it. That's how they're going to stretch this out. So we go to the intro here. When we open, when we come back, we're in the Batcave as we normally are. But it's all like all the machines, the car, everything is covered up by like sheets. Yeah. And I like, is that what they do when they go away for a weekend is like cover everything up like they're never to be seen or heard from again? Yeah, like. They have things more more covered up and shut down than in movies and stuff when Batman quits for a while. Yeah. Yeah, like he's been out of the game for 20 years. Now we're like just rediscovering this cave and gonna come out of retirement. No. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be out for 15 minutes. Let's uh let's cover everything up. Yeah. He's clearly established they're just on vacation for the weekend and he shut yeah. everything down completely. Even if the UN come in to look at his nuclear pile in the back to make sure he decommissioned it. Yeah. Uh, during the credits here, in the credits as we're coming back, this is where it's revealed. This is where they give it all away. It says Liberace as Chandel 
likewise as Harry. So yeah. that's where you that's where they really give away the twin brother deal. Yeah. And if you watch this episode at home, Liberace is a lot, but Harry is just so much more. Yeah, he's well, he's like Liberace pretending to be a tough guy. Yeah. Which goes as you would expect that to go. Yeah. Uh, if you know anything about uh, Liberace. It almost comes off racist against tough guys. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's like a cartoon character, much like Chief Screaming Chicken in the previous <laughs> episode. And it's, it's no less troubling. against vague Italians. <laughs> <laughs> and the gays, really. It's yeah. not It's not nice to any of them. In a, in a surprising turn, Liberace defamed his own minority group. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the police are still upstairs. They're dusting for prints, uh, showing once again that they have no idea how to do their job. Pure fake it till you make it. Yeah. Uh, maybe we should... So the bad guys didn't touch anything? Nope, not a thing. Well, let's dust this telephone for prints. I have no idea what else to do outside of opening fire, so let's try that. <laughs> uh, then they cut to Commissioner Gordon's office where O'Hara and Gordon are interrogating Shandell. And I said, boy, these guys are really inept. Really inept, yeah. Like, it's like, who yeah. else... It makes that episode where Batman did like that flippy thing with his cape, like as an interrogation method. It makes it, it you understand now why that's credible. Like, oh, I get it yeah. by comparison. Okay. Yeah. Now, they're not taking him at his word here. They're considering he could be involved in this, which is smart. But the way they go about it, they're just, hey, uh, who else knew that you would be there? Who else knew about this concert thing? And he's like, well, in the society pages of the newspaper. Hmm, surprised you didn't know that. And they're like, oh, okay, well, uh, that's all we got. That was That'll about wrap it up it. for us. And, and then he says, well, surely let's call Batman and Robin. Uh, do you want me to call them on this famous phone of yours? And they're like, no, Batman and Robin are out of town. And he's like, oh, what? Then what's going to happen at the concert tonight? And this is where the police just, wait, wait, there's a concert tonight? They had no idea. They're just completely, like, they might have forgotten to read the script before the episode started filming. I'm not sure. <laughs> but they're just, this is the first they've heard of a big concert tonight. O'Hara jumps up, grabs the phone. Attention, this is Chief O'Hara. Cancel all leave. We need a full dragnet coordinated around the Gotham Town Hall tonight. No one in a row. And he just starts barking orders into the phone. And Gordon's like, I think you can see I have my top man on the job, comparatively yeah, just speaking. A, com a complete overreaction to a thing they should have known about a long time ago. Yeah. Like, if you're going to interrogate someone, you should know what's going on a little bit so you know when they're lying to you. Yeah, he you was should just like, know like, what you're trying to get out of them, not be surprised by everything they say. Yeah. So who knew about this concert? Uh, literally everyone who can read. Okay, never wait a minute. Broadly. <laughs> There's a concert? No, oh, apparently they don't read. So they were just completely, okay. That's well, it, all men, every episode, single man. At the beginning of the episode, Gordon told, told uh, Aunt Harriet, he was like, I think I know how to spell the solution to this problem. And I think it's spelled Cape Crusaders, so he can't read. He thinks yeah. that's spelling. 
Yeah, he can't read. And <laughs> then once again, setting the tone for The Dark Knight Rises, you know, where everyone criticizes every police officer goes into one spot to try to stop Bane. Yeah. And they like every single police officer goes into the sewers. This is the same thing. Every single police officer converge on Gotham Town Hall. We'll show them there'll be no criminal activity there. Yeah, just in case anybody listening to this show at this point still thought that anybody involved with a Batman film had an original idea ever, no, they did not. Yeah, but it was just as dumb here as it was in the movie. It was still a terrible idea. Yeah. Although, on a barely related point, my favorite part of The Dark Knight Rises is when Batman knows that he's been taken over, and he takes a solid several hours to like come up with a firework display of his bat symbol. <laughs> well, maybe he's got people for that. That's some Adam um, shit. Like, I'm gonna take a while to go set up a dramatic display first. So, Chandel here is revealed already to be the bad guy. He's in a defunct player piano paper factory. Yeah, again, Gotham City's economy is so weird because they can support like 18 umbrella factories, but half the city's just shuttered like derelict old yeah. buildings you can just set up a, hide <laughs> a hideout inside of. Yeah. Um, I didn't take a whole bunch of notes about this part because there's not a lot going on except everything's going on. Uh, this is where it's revealed that he's got an evil twin brother. He's at the secret entrance. So a note on the piano causes the secret entrance to open. Uh, it's The secret entrance is covered by a roll of paper. You know how you want to hide your secret entrances behind yeah. paper? Yeah. So that's the, the door to the secret entrance is paper. Then we get the uh, twin exposition here where it's revealed what's going on. Uh, he's being blackmailed because he used a player piano at the White House in front of the president and became famous. And now he's being blackmailed by his evil vaguely italian brother to yeah so one, one they wouldn't invite your ass to the white house to play the piano if they didn't know who you were previously you didn't he didn't go there and become famous secondly right. it's given american presidents a lot of credit to think they know whether you're playing a piano or not obama might have known that would be yeah. about it and even then uh whatever yeah. But I guess it was a bigger deal back then. Like, remember when like lip syncing on an album or on a on a concert was People considered yeah. the biggest? Yeah, and now it's just what everybody does because singing and dancing at the same time is hard or whatever. Now TikTok yeah. is a platform, which is mostly just that. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, how far we've fallen as a society. I <laughs> Yeah, the president at this time would have been LBJ. He had no concept of you were playing a piano or not. Yeah. And he so didn't give that. a shit. He would just been like, yeah, it's real good. Can I be done now? Yeah. We done with this? Um, I go back to bed. So this is where it's revealed. Okay, please stop blackmailing me. How much money is it going to cost? $5 million. Give me $5 million and I'll stop blackmailing you. Okay, great. I've got a plan to do that. It involves Wayne Manor. Wayne, the Waynes. Bruce Wayne and his Wayne fortune. Okay, great. Yeah. All the exposition is done. We're all on the same page. Glad to have you back. Yeah. That's the, that's the end of this scene. And this is all then, done with an awkward-ass split screen. 
Like, because Liberace's playing two, playing the same guy, and like this is clear. Like one, the the racist Italian brother is like on on like one side of the room that's green, and then yeah. Chandel is on another side of the room that's like tannish, and yeah, they don't interact yeah. with each other. <laughs> yeah, it is an awkward conversation, and the lighting is bad. It's yeah, it's weird. Yeah, but. Yeah, it's pretty good for 1966 technology. I mean, if I wrote this episode, I would have dropped all this Chandel crap and just had Batman and Robin are out of town and can't solve like a like a <laughs> minor ro- like a minor robbery or something. And so yeah. Gordon like basically declares martial law and it goes full purge. And Batman comes back and he's like, "This went Red Dawn surprisingly fast." <laughs> Yeah, and that's pretty much what happens because we cut to the concert now and we see the preparations the police took to protect a bet, like a just a regular old charity concert. Yeah. There are, they have machine gun nests set yeah. up in this concert, like with like sandbags and barbed wire. They are set up with like full on World War II machine gun nests. And they basically in this stop concert. and risk Aunt Harriet. Yeah, with an anti-criminal fingerprint booth. Yeah. Everyone coming in needs to be fingerprinted. <laughs> Alfred's like, it really didn't take long for this whole thing to come crashing down, did it? <laughs> no, it really didn't. It's it's scary how bad it got to like now we're the the police have machine guns set up. Yeah. Don't worry, it's to protect you. That so Harriet walks in. They let them through after the fingerprinting. Then all of a sudden, Gordon says, oh, there's five seconds to curtain. Five seconds? How? Harriet was real, real late. Yeah. Call time for a show like this has got to be at least three hours before you got to be there. There's right. makeup to be done. You probably want to run through it. There's going to be a sound check. Harriet got there five seconds before she had to go on. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. In like... Did no one come to this? Because you're five seconds in and it's just like, come on in, it's fine. Outside of the machine gun turrets, there's no crowd or anything. Well, everyone else was probably in there because nobody yeah. gets to an event five seconds before it starts. <laughs> <laughs> that was. I started uh, looking forward to going to that Springsteen concert I arrived five seconds ahead of. Why are they screaming boo? Did something go wrong? <laughs> exactly. Uh, rich people. <laughs> rich people be crazy uh, rich we, people be crazy <laughs> yeah. we do get a long piano bit here looks like Liberace is actually playing the piano which is nice I didn't know if he could based on his earlier attempt that's probably the reaction that concert goers to, to go to see Billy Joel have of I didn't know he could <laughs> play the piano okay <laughs> this is taking a turn for the better so far <laughs> Uh, Billy Joel's all over Batman these days. I thought he was just going to get drunk and yell at us. That's actually why I came. During the concert, uh, we cut to a a police officer standing around outside somewhere, and all of a sudden, he's just there's like ladies dancing. Yeah, but they're dancing like they're like a like a Hindu god or something. Like it's one lady standing there, and then the others are waving her their arms behind her. For yeah. what pro- possible purpose? To make the police officer go, huh, what? Yeah, he that's totally pretty does. much what happens. What? A three-armed lady? 
Yeah. Oh, just like that dream I had. Wonder how many vaginas she thought I do. (laughs) Guess I better check. But he doesn't check anything. (laughs) Nothing happens at all. He just stands there. There's a man left because I'm going to commit assault. (laughs) Yeah. There's there's an explosion behind, and he just like stands there again, and they just leave and go in, I guess, rob a place or whatever. But they don't pay any attention to the police officer, and he play, pays even less attention to them. He doesn't investigate or anything. That's just the end of that scene. Yeah, that's it. We're done. Without Batman here to tell me what to do, I'm just gonna stand around. Yeah, so like the dramatic twist in the in that's supposed to be like climactic is played off like a pickup shot. It's like, and this happens anyway. Back to the main yeah. plot. Yeah, but the main plot involves so Bruce is laying in a tent here. He's on his hunting trip, but he was listening to the concert on it's like weird headphones. That he knows a concert was happening. It's almost like it was advertised or something. Yeah, he he can read. Uh, he can also listen and apparently knows a whole bunch of things as we've established before because he picked it he's like that's strange i was listening to the chandel concert from gotham city from gotham city town hall and during dance arab he played a c minor chord where there shouldn't have been one something is wrong then he sends yeah, Luke, you got to go check the muskrat traps. I assume because that guy was about to go, you don't know anything about music, Bruce. You don't have <laughs> any skills of any sort. Yeah. So he establishes his dominance. Go check the muskrat traps. First of all, why are you trapping muskrats on a hunting trip? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nobody wants muskrats. No. They're a nuisance. So I can understand like keeping them out of your dugout or whatever, yeah. but... He probably has to pay off another Indian chief or something involved in Gotham <laughs> City's charter. I love it. Uh, so he's he sends <laughs> he a pay message. Off the water company with eight muskrat pelts. <laughs> gotta, gotta pay my taxes. <laughs> How many pelts is that? <laughs> what sort of awful, no. awful town do you live in, Bruce? Oh, a terrible one. One yeah. that I'm sure is on fire currently. Speak, speaking of terrible, uh, now we cut in to see Dick Grayson being weird with a lady. Oh, sweet uh, Jesus. Yeah. They're just staring at each other, being all like, giving each other horny eyes, which, eh, I get good for him, I guess. She's giving him, I'm terrified I'm going to die tonight eyes. Yeah. yeah, that's possible. And he's just like, golly. Then all of a sudden his book starts flashing and he covers it up and he spills a sun. He reaches across. Like he's going to molest her uh, and spills a sundae in her lap instead. She's like, oh. And he's like, ah, me and my left-footed thumbs, he says. Yeah. How could I have done that? Which yeah, is kind of I, a cool I, line, I didn't really. It was a sundae at first, and I was like, did he just spill their, their full-ass ashtray on top of her dress? Like, it looked like it was just cigarette ashes. Uh, yeah, I think it was a sundae. Like all a, day long. Like a melted ice cream, yeah. Uh, he doesn't have that many dimes. Alfred locked up his dimes, so he's not smoking. Good he's not God, he is not remotely slick about the about his like receiver inside of that book, though. He's never going to become a spy of any sort. No, he opens up his flashing book and talks to talks to Bruce, who's talking into a fishing rod, which is fun. Yeah, it's a good place to have a transmitter. 
Dick's well, inside of a book, though. He could have just picked the book up and acted like he had to read out loud in order to read and, like, yeah. just, you know, talked calmly. But instead, he, like, grips the top of it and leans into it and is yelling at the pages. Yeah. Well, that's how he, yeah, he's crazy. Yeah. All of his he's friends are at... like, that's just Grayson. Yeah. Do you think that lady, uh, hopefully, that lady took this time to escape? Yeah. <laughs> he went and told the owner of the restaurant. He's like, can you call someone, please? <laughs> she should have. Uh, Can you issue a Grayson alert? Yeah. So they there's a problem at the Chandel concert. Uh, he played a C minor chord, and it's like, what? That's impossible. That there's got to be something wrong. They're like, okay, you two, settle down. Dick is like, what? Not Chandel. I know all about his songs, which is why this was never going to go anywhere. <laughs> so, yeah. They're like, okay, we gotta cut our vacation short and get back to Gotham City. Uh oh, as like Dick's leaving horny. I'd hate to be a criminal in this episode. Someone's <laughs> gonna get chewed up. <sighs> He's gonna break some legs today. Yeah. Uh, it's revealed those ladies stole from a Burmese store, apparently. Yeah, what's a Burmese and... store? Yeah, well, because he was apparently he was playing a Burmese song, so that's what. And when he was playing a Scottish song, they were dressed up like Scottish people. So it's very mysterious. It's most mysterious in the sense of, I don't know what the hell a Burmese store is. Yeah. It's owned by know. Burmese people? It was, like a, it was just like a check cashing yeah. place? Yeah, or just a convenience store, maybe. Yeah, yeah. look, I stole all, these, all this gum and baseball cards. lottery tickets. We might, we might win big today. We're going to score, yeah. we are. Yeah. So now back in Wayne Manor, Alfred says, yeah, I, le I left Mrs. Cooper to visit Chandel. She insisted I leave her alone. She was going to visit him in his dressing room. And Dick was like, golly, and Harriet's going to get some. How come I couldn't get any? Oh, he's a famous ladies man, isn't he? And Bruce is like, calm down, Dick. She's uh, above her He's like, you know she's yeah. rigid. <laughs> Alfred's like, I wish she was. Uh, that lady won't I'm keep so her hands tired. off me. <laughs> uh, so while they're discussing this and what a famous ladies' man Liberace is, uh, those ladies appear outside the window and then just disappear and they don't really investigate too much. But it would have been really easy for them to just look in and watch them like answer the bat phone or use the bat phone or activate the bat poles, or any of that stuff. But they don't really... You should get some blinds for that window, you know? And the world's greatest detective jumps to, they must have been phantoms. Yeah, that's right. But I somehow feel that Chandel is behind this. Uh, <laughs> this, is my, this is my absolute favorite thing from the whole episode. Uh, like, well, we should probably let Commissioner Gordon know we're back. <laughs> Will the commissioner be in his office this late? Of course. He'll be alertly marshalling the forces of law and order. <laughs> and then they cut to... He's just got like 10 bottles of pills lined up on his desk and he's trying to figure out which ones to take. I think he's <laughs> going to take a whole bottle. I think he's probably considering killing himself. After... <laughs> he was killing himself, yes. <laughs> he's like, Batman, you heard my prayers. <laughs> he jumps up immediately as soon as this uh, phone rings. Commissioner, we're back. 
Oh. oh, thank goodness. I can spit out this pill. I'm going to just make myself throw up so these pills don't take effect. And he's like, but I'm not going to stop drinking this scotch. <laughs> yeah. So then he has Bonnie call Chandel and alert him that Batman and Robin are back. And I was like, you idiot. <laughs> I've just got to tell someone. So there was two twists in this episode and neither one of them had anything to do with Chandel. The first was Batman leaves and Gotham burns down. The second was you almost got to see Commissioner Gordon commit suicide <laughs> on screen. And that probably wasn't even in the script. That's just he was really in character and was like, oh, there's nothing I can do about this shit. What do you think Gordon would be doing here, Neil? I think he'd be killing himself. <laughs> <laughs> I love episodes that should be nothing. This is why. This is, yeah. There's so much to unpack here. Yes. Next we get uh, Harriet in Chandel's dressing room. It's... I assume what you would think romantic seduction would look like if one of you was gay and one of you was like an 80-year-old woman. <laughs> I think that's what's happening here because they're drinking root beer out of martini glasses and... Like, they have a bucket full of ice that he pours them back into, makes everything nasty and sticky. Yeah. Yeah, there's not like it's it's very yeah, it's it's what flirting and seduction would seem like if again one of you was old and one of you was gay. <laughs> so that's it. They just have a chat. Well, I love you so much, I'm gonna send you home in a cab now. I need to rest. Don't write or call until I reach out to you. Yeah, that yeah, was cold for sure. So like, oh, she, he, yeah, she's like, "Well, I sent Alfred away, but there's usually a cab outside." He's like, "Great, take that. Goodbye." He's like, "Good luck not getting mugged in the hellscape outside. Have a good night." Yeah. So then he gets the call from Commissioner Gordon's office saying, "Hey, good news, Batman's back." And he's like, "Oh, great." Mer. Oh no! What an ironic twist. Yeah. So he calls his brother. He's like, Batman's back. I've got a plan. Uh, you got them goons, the piano movers hiding out in the back? Yeah, wake them up. We got get ready for Batman or something. Then he empties out the root beer into the ice bucket, goes, lays down on his weird little sofa thing and smashes the bottle over his own head and falls asleep. Yes. The bottle thing was weird, but yeah. Yeah. And it broke very cleanly. It was that was nice. He's very good at that. It's harder than you think to break a bottle. I self abuse myself with bottles all the time. He said. Yeah. Uh. So Batman and Robin come in, see him having been assaulted. They wake him up because oh, good job. There happens to be smelling salts nearby. Let's use those. Robin inhales them. That's a weird thing to have laying around. It's a really weird thing to just have laying around. Like, what are you doing? Maybe it's bath salts. Maybe he was getting high or something. But Yeah. Why was that just laying there? And then why did Robin inhale it? Yeah, just got to make sure this is the good shit. Uh... <laughs> that means, like, can you give me the smelling salts? I'm hurting. Stop <laughs> testing them. Uh, so he gave up his brother really quick here. He's just like, yeah, it's my evil twin brother. Uh, he's at this, uh, at this defunct... Player piano paper roll factory. So that's where they go. 
Batman's immediately. like, Gordon couldn't handle this. This was almost almost drove him to suicide. <laughs> I would have had to find this address. Which, in fairness, he gives them the address, and the and the zip code for this address is like ten digits long. <laughs> so that would be pretty tricky to find, I guess. It's in the land of Nod. <laughs> so uh, they have no trouble finding it because they immediately cut there. They're looking in through the window and they see the ladies just there. Like, hey, they look uh, they look hypnotized or something. Let's go in and check it out. So they go in to talk to the ladies. The piano movers come in the back. And that means it's time for a physical altercation. And that means it's time for the Surf Kings of Gotham Fight Words Recap. Them fighting words. During this piano factory throwdown, we get wham, bam, pow, slop, slunk, sock, whack, and zowie. This has been your Surf Kings of Gotham Fight Words Recap. This fight stood out to me because of the sheer number of times that Harry's own goons hit each other. Yeah, and the ladies, I, I like the ladies wandering around in here. Oh, at one point, she gets in between Robin and a goon. Then she bends over, and then the goon punches Robin while he's distracted by her bottom, I believe. Yeah. Uh, it was a it was a pretty back-and-forth fight, though. At the very beginning, though, Batman and Robin both are moving super slow, and I was like, did you not exercise or stretch at all during your vacation? Huh. They just got back from from holiday yeah yeah they're they're sore uh the fight comes to an end here when harry drops a he pulls a a cord or whatever a lever and drops a giant music roll on them which again i guess that makes sense that that's up there i i don't know but why was that made why does that exist and if you want to have something up just have some sandbags or something you don't need to go to all the trouble of making that to have yeah, that in the, the air to drop music company shut down because they were making oversized prop music pieces like that and <laughs> wanted them probably uh, and they wasted a lot of money decorating their death trap here too <laughs> while we're on this because that's it take them to the cutting machine and next thing you know they're strapped to a big conveyor belt it's going to take them into the perforating machine that pokes the holes in the paper that makes the player piano work i guess that's the plan yeah, it's basically it's basically like when Mad Hatter had his hat making machine that he was going to put them into, and it was basically just going to stab them, but elaborately. Yeah. yeah. So our cliffhanger text is the dynamic duo perforated into piano rolls. How will this music end? Tune in tomorrow for the dire, dreadful dirge. Same bat time, same bat channel. Yeah. And that brings us to the end. This was kind of pleasantly surprising. I, again, I didn't know who the villain was going to be before I sat down this morning to watch it. I had no idea what was going on. So it was, yeah, it was interesting to see. Yeah, when it switched gears, though, to, I, I was hoping they weren't going to come back this first episode. I was really hoping they were going to come back at the end of the next one. And you were going to get to watch Gordon and O'Hara, like, burn the city down while they're out of town. It, it would have been funny if the death trap would have been, or the, the cliffhanger would have been Gordon taking handful of pills. <laughs> Hello, Harry, reach him in time. 
Will he know the number? <laughs> Will he know the number for nine one one? Tune in he next watch time. Watch Ohara like looking into space, pondering it. Like, oh, not sure. Well, and there's a nine. I'll figure yeah. the rest out. I will. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, that that is pretty much. Yeah, that would have been better. <sighs> well, that's our episode for today, folks. Do we have any socials of any sort Absolutely. that we barely use? Yes, we do barely use them. Uh, but as always, you can barely join us on Facebook at Surf Kings of Gotham. We're on YouTube at Surf Kings of Gotham. We're on Twitter and Instagram at our show on shows. And uh, our show on shows.com are some letters in a row on the internet with nothing attached to them. Yeah, we're getting there. Look, we turn on a quality quality program that's quality yeah. of some sort at least twice a week. What more do you want from isn't, us? Isn't that enough for you people? What more do you want? Leave us alone. Yeah. No, don't, no, don't leave us alone. Tell your friends. Tell all your friends several times. Just keep yelling yeah. at them. Surf Kings of Gotham. Surf Kings of Gotham. Until they cut you out of their lives. And then <laughs> we'll be your friends. Yeah, you didn't need those people anyway. They were probably just going to ask you for money. Yeah. We will too, but later. Yeah. In the meantime, I guess that's... like that meme where that lady's like, she's like sitting like next to the group of people who are all talking on The View, and it's like me listening to podcasts and hanging out with my friends, and it's just her in a picture. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. <sighs> Memes are great. Okay. Well, till next time, this has been Surf Kings of Gotham. Bye, everybody. Bye, Dr. Nick. Sir, King of Gotham. <laughs>